I'm not out of fashion. You are. In what way am I out of fashion? Well, you're wearing that. You're wearing that cap now. So it's a nice cap. Train drivers used to wear this before. And you're wearing those dungarees. So what? One strap down. That's the way to do it these days. And Dennis, you're wearing two big coal miner gloves. <laughs> oh yeah, okay. I can't explain them. In the world of conspiracies, the supernatural, and the downright spooky, there are only two men who you can trust: Dennis Lynn and Roger O'Sullivan. Or as they prefer to be called, the Unexplained Legends. In 1971, two boys in the English town of Hexham found some stone heads in their back garden. Within days, their home was plagued by strange happenings. Mere coincidence? Or was it? This week on Unexplained Legends, the Hexham Heads... Oh, there was something else I wanted to say to you. Well, now's your chance. We've got an hour. <laughs> we've got more than an hour. I hope we don't. We do, if we, we do. If we do over an hour, we've, we've, we've fucked it. You think so? Hour and a half is the debt of this podcast. Okay, okay. I'll tell you what then. We'll try and, we'll try and uh, keep, it, keep it tight. Tight, light, and in control. Uh, welcome to this week's episode of Unexplained Legends. I'm Dennis Lane, and you are... Roger O'Sullivan. And this week, what are we going to discuss, old Roger? I have actually a very special story for you today, Dennis. Uh, it's breaking new ground for the podcast. Oh, really? What is it? It's... It, it, so it's not going to be aliens, it's not going to be time travel, it's no. not going to be the moon. No. And it's not going to be the other things I can't remember. So where are we going? Have we covered a poltergeist? A ghost? Is that the same no. thing? No. They're not the same thing. Okay, go on, explain poltergeist and ghost. Poltergeist is like activity happening within a house, objects being thrown around and stuff. Is it, is it a spirit making it happen? Could be, could, might not be. It could be a ghost, might not be. So it could be a ghost. Could be a ghost, but in this So are case, we working kind of towards ghost again, in no, a way? No, no. Raj, why do we always have to do this? Cursed objects, have we done one of them? Why do we always have to do this? What do you mean? Why do I say it's one thing and then you say it's not and then we spend 10 minutes... Heading towards what it is, and then you just say it is what I said it was at the start at the end. No, it could be a ghost, but it's not, I don't think, in this case. All right, okay, so we're going to do a poltergeist. Well, no, we're not, actually. Oh, we're not? Okay, cool. I said, have we touched on a poltergeist? <laughs> well, usually you'd say that, like, if... Like, I'll put it this way, if we're driving along and I said, here, that's the interest in the frogs. And you'd be like, why, is there a frog coming up here? And i say, no. We are covering today something called the Hexam Heads. Any idea? Oh, I think my nephew got them for Christmas. Hex, they're the little bugs that you can put together and they no, go around in no, a no. little... They're hex bugs, aren't they? Hex bugs. You know, you know all these things, right? That's because I'm at the cutting edge you of youth culture. Edge. All right, okay, so hexam... Hexam heads. Any idea? Hexam heads, no. Stonehenge? Mm, no, probably not. You don't know? I, d- I don't think hexam... I think, I think, as a rule, you should probably say I don't know a lot more. Because wouldn't we be misleading people if we said that, no, Hexham Heads got nothing to do with Stonehenge? And then afterwards, which I know doesn't happen, we look up stuff afterwards, Raj, and then we find out, oh, wait, we were completely wrong. So are you saying that it would be worth checking how close Hexham is? No, I'm just saying that you, sh- you should just get your research done and, you know, just say, I don't know more. Okay, in that case, then, I guess I don't know. I guess I don't know. Listener, this is Mega Brain Future Roger, here to tell you that Hexham is in fact 343.5 miles away from Stonehenge. Take that, Dennis. Alright, okay, so Hexham heads, I don't know what they are, I guess they're haunted heads. In 1971, two young boys, Leslie and Colin Robson, 8 and 11 respectively, were aimlessly digging in the back garden of their home 
Three Reed Avenue, Hexham, Northumberland. While burrowing down into the soil, the two unearthed a rather strange discovery. Deep in the dirt, the boys found two strange carved heads, each no bigger than a tennis ball. The boys immediately... Stop you there now. A tennis ball? Tennis ball is tiny, Raj. Yeah, no bigger than a tennis ball. (laughs) Is it a rock? No! That's it's a, a head. That's that's pre- isn't that pretty impressive though that these two kids were just borrowing down as well, and they just found two objects that were the size of tennis balls. Do you remember the good old days when you used to just go digging? Oh, I used to be digging all over the place. Uh, did Did you really? We had a city called Metro City. Go on. Where we would like dig out these things and what we would refer to as dinkies. Some people would call those toy cars or maybe. Uh, micro machines, even though they're bigger than micro machines. You sometimes, despite the fact I know you grew up in, uh, what, can I say where you grew up? Uh, no, I grew up in a, in a housing estate or in a town. Okay, yeah. Despite mm. the fact that I know that you grew up in Ireland, anyway, mm-hmm. you sometimes just come with these terminologies that are like 1950s America Americana. Yeah, no, it was or dinky. It, it was weird. It was weird. I, I think we I think we probably got those from our parents or something, dinkies and whatever. But there was a big there was a big clash between micro machines and dinkies. If you brought a micro machine out into this town, it would go missing. There would be retribution. There was a big push to bring micro machines in, but never happened. I think micro machines far superior to dinkies. That's a, that's an absolute crock of shit. That's a crock of Why? shit. Why? Well, they're smaller for one, so yeah. you, so you get less bang for your buck. No, they're cooler. No, they're not. Did, did you ever they're get less detail? Did you ever get the? Did you ever get any Star Wars micro machines? Uh, no, I didn't. That's different, though. That's completely different. It's you're, not. you're moving the goalposts. On no, that. I'm not. We're just talking about classic vehicles. You, you, they're smaller. Hey, can car. you get a more classic vehicle? Hey, excuse they're me. A smaller car. Can you get a more? Wing. They're a, can they're you a get smaller a car. They have less detail. You can lose them way more easily. And they're, and they're made of shoddier stuff, allegedly. I don't think so. I think that they're far All right, superior. how about this? Line you up against the wall, right? Mm-hmm. And I start throwing dinkies off you or start throwing micro machines off you. Yes. Which one are you going to be more scared of? I would think, uh, for me, I feel like the dinkies, because they're just, they're less quality in my eyes. <laughs> they're not. I'd feel they're like... Made, I, they're made of solid steel. They're like, they're, they are like die cast, aren't they? Yeah. That's shoddy. I don't know what die cast is. Rubbish. What's die cast? Die, die cast is like, a, it's, I think it's injected, mold, injection molded metal. Okay. Useless. Or what are micro machines? Uh, I think some kind of plastic. So a plastic versus a heavy metal. Yeah. Honestly, have you ever got hit in the back with a dinky from someone who's... Yes, big? definitely. Oh my God. And if the corner, if the corner of the bonnet hits off your back... If the US for. government ever swap over to using those instead of whatever the standard issue bullets are... Soldier, get out there! Sarge, I can't! They're firing dinkies! May God have mercy on our souls. The boys immediately brought them into the house to show their parents, who were understandably bemused by the results of their son's amateur archaeology. Despite being rudimentary in designs, the heads were given the nicknames of the boy and the girl, or the man and the hag, as some people call them. That's not on. That's, that's not on. That's what they did? Why did you... That, that was a funny joke you put in there, no? No, the man and the hag. they did that. You can't call one just the normal one and then call the other one the hag. This one's the man and this one's the hag. They were like, oh, this is his nagging stone wife. Did <laughs> it? It probably turns your man to stone from all the nagging. Did... Did... Who named them that? Uh, I don't know. The, the lads, I think, named them the boy and the girl. And then I think maybe the dad probably came up with, with, the, with the other names. And do, does, just for like honesty purposes, does, does she look like a hag? 
Uh, the face looked like a hag. Do you, want, do you want to see her? No, not yet. I want to okay. just get your. I want to. I want to get a feel for them, and then and then you can reveal them to me. Oh, because right. usually when we build it up this much, it's a massive letdown. Then well, and I just want to be angry about it. Oh okay, yeah. Well, if I'm being honest with you, I think they look pretty distinctive. Like really, you, you they look th- like faces. They look like faces. Yeah. How like does it look closer to a tennis ball than it does to a human head? No. No, it doesn't. So it looks it is, closer to a human head. Definitely. You're putting, yeah. What would you wager on that? What would you say is going to be my reaction to when I see it? Do you think I'm going to be like, geez, Roger, spot on? Jaw drop, I think. It's not going to say like, you know, Diodora on the side of it and be green with a little line going around it, no? No, no. I'm telling you, when you see these, you're going to go, I've never seen a more accurate hag okay. than what I've just seen here. And I've seen some of the people you've gone out with. <laughs> uh, so, uh, they were nicknamed- think we're just moving on after that, do you? So, as you can tell, you know, they had very distinctive features, the two heads. Uh, one of the more masculine, one of the more feminine. That's where the names came from. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I, I agree with you. Probably a bit rough calling her a hag. But at the same time, you know, what was she doing in the dirt? All right, question for you. If you met her out in a nightclub, would you get off with her? How many drinks have I had? You've had four, four strawberry daiquiris. Oh. Four strawberry daiquiris and Dua Lipa's just come on. You've gone into the centre of the dance floor. Small tennis ball head comes over to you. I'll tell you, she's circling. Who's circling? She's circling me. She's circling you like I've a made, shark. I've made eye contact, yeah. Okay. I'm not, I'm not on board yet. You're doing your move. Not on board yet. You're doing your stanky leg. I'll see, you know, how the night pans out. And... Mm. Whip off the rip-off tracksuit. Move over... All right, you're looking into her stone eyes. Do you think it's do you think it's going to happen? I think. Be honest. Mm, yeah, this is, yeah, you would. Yeah, probably. Okay, no, I really want to see her. Probably get off with her. Can I see her now? You want to see her yeah, now? At this I want point. to see her off the base of you saying you want to get off with the stone. Okay. So. Okay, so you tell me which one of these you think I'm getting off with. <laughs> oh Jesus, man! They do, what are you talking about? They look like tennis balls. They look, they look very bad. Are, are you getting off with the one on the left? The, this one? No. The, the other one? The one on the left. The other one's the, the man. The one, the one, the one, <laughs> the, right. The one on the right looks melted, man. What, what do you mean? The one on the right looks very bad. What's wrong with these? Yeah, can I describe them? The Go one on the line. left that is a man is, you know, if you like rolled up blue tack into your hand, but you'd like loads of it. And then you got like uh, the end of a ruler and stuck that into it. And that would make the mouth. You pinch the thing for the nose and then you just put two marks in it with your thumbs. That would be the face. It's not like, it's not like accurate. I mean, it looks like a face. Wait a minute. It's not blue tack. That is the woman. <laughs> really? Isn't that strange? Imagine if how I found out I was gay. <laughs> it was by looking at... <laughs> Stone effigies by sucking off a stone rock. Oh yeah, you've seen them now. You've been, I've you've seen, been, I've seen them. Not entirely impressed with them, but they do look fairly like stone agey. Do you think they look? Let's be honest. Do you think they look spooky? They look spooky. Okay. They look spooky. If your two kids, wherever they are in the world, mm-hmm. if your two kids don't look me up, if they found these in your back garden and said, "Mom, Dad." I'm bringing these in the I'd house. I'd throw them straight over into the neighbor's wall. I wouldn't want them anywhere near my house. Well, you're not like the Robson family then, who decided they'd keep the heads as curiosities and display them on their mantelpiece. Freaks. That's looking for trouble. Well, it would prove to be a mistake. As soon as the heads were brought inside the house, 
strange occurrences began. To begin the, with, the father started cheating on the wife. It's those damn rods. <laughs> it's rocks. the heads. It's those damn heads. Now, darling, I know this might be hard to believe, but since those heads came into the house, I'm afraid I've been having an affair with the woman at number 14. The Robsons would swear that the heads were moving around of their own accord. Has that spooked you a bit already? Yeah, yeah. I can see. I can tell, Dennis. Elf on the shelf. Worse than that. What's worse than Elf on the shelf? I mean, as in, why is Elf on the shelf bad? Your, your Elf on the shelf just sits there. He moves around. Does he? Yeah. But people move him, do they? No, he moves. You don't know what kind of listeners we have. We could have young younglings listen to oh. us. And if you are, you shouldn't be listening to us. Is that what I, younglings, the yeah. Star Wars term, for, yeah. for when your man goes into the Jedi Temple? Order 66. Master Skywalker, there are too many of them. What are we going to do? Uh, wait, Elf on the Shelf, is he actually... You're, the parents that are supposed to move him around, the parents really? don't move him around. He moves around, Raj. Hang on, Dennis. Drop this crock <laughs> of shit now. And let's get serious. Elf on a shelf. That's not a supernatural phenomenon. Elf on a shelf. I would have heard of it if is it was- this thing that appears in people's houses every Christmas. He drinks everything. No, that's my uncle. Sorry, no. Elf on the shelf is the person. Is this little thing you put on a shelf? I don't know why. I don't know why he's there. I actually have no idea what he has to do. But he just moves around the place. But uh, you said it was worse, so I just wanted. To, I just wanted to figure out what what you had against Elf on the shelf. I just think he looks like a freak. Elf on the shelf. Elf on the shelf looks like he's a freak. A normal enough looking lad. He's got long legs and arms. He's a freak. He's, he's a, not a freak. He's a man of freakish proportions. There's millions of them. If you you would want to watch yourself because the elf on the shelf lads could come and beat the shit out of you. Just before we continue, the elf on the shelf is not supernatural. The elf on the shelf is not supernatural, but he does move around with his own accord. But 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 there's somebody in the household doing that. No, there isn't. How do you like? He doesn't have to be supernatural. He can just be alive. He's not alive. He is alive. I've seen him. He's not alive. <laughs> he went. You definitely didn't have an elf on the shelf in your house. No, my sister you has had one. some protest about it or something. I don't like them. I just think they're. I I think it's glorifying. Here we go. It's Here glor- we go. It's glorifying underpaid think, workers. Thinking up this shit now. Why is it glorifying underpaid workers? Because they're Santa. Santa is a, a nightmare. Elven shelf's got nothing to do with Lapland. L- Lapland. That's totally Lapland. Isn't or even fucking North Pole. Whatever. It doesn't matter. But Elven shelf's got nothing to do with that. He, if if anything, he's broken away from the capitalist system of Santa Claus. <laughs> And why well, he just lives in people's homes now. Yeah, because they brought him in. Socialism. I don't agree with that. I agree with socialism, but I don't agree with what you said. <laughs> okay, thanks for the clarification. Uh, so, seemingly teleporting around the house with no explanation. That's what these heads are doing. And you're saying that's what Elf in the Shelf And is. who said this? Just well, Actually, could we just clarify, where are we getting this from? Is this a, is this a police report? No, no. There's okay. no there's no police report. Uh, this is this is this a, an interview done by could you just say who the interview was done with and by whom and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. maybe the year as well. Give us the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So who carried out the interview? Yeah. Elf. Okay. And, and, and who was in the interview this, on the shelf. This was from from the press. The press. The okay. press, yeah. So uh, the press who? What, like what were your what are your sources? Well, I'll tell you what happened, right? Is all these things, all these things occurred. And then the Robson family went to the press as a result of this. Okay, so yeah, so they reported it in the press yeah, then, but yeah. we just don't know who it was or when. So Jenny Robson, the mother, distinctively remembers one night putting her sons to bed and then putting the heads facing the wall. Comes in in the morning, wakes up her children. There's 
Two heads are down watching television eating cornflakes. No, heads are turned around looking, no looking at the boys. No way. Looking at the boys? Looking at the boys. Well, how, how did she know they were looking at the boys? They were looking. They were looking. They were pointed directly at them. That's putting a lot of meaning on it. And and what about the two young lads? What age were they? Eight and eleven. Eight and eleven. And like when you're that young, you wouldn't do any kind of messing like that, would you? You'd just leave everything alone in the house, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah, so if, they didn't do it. If my mother put something face in the wall when I was going to bed... I'd assume she'd have a good reason for it. You're just going to bed and your father's just facing the wall. Yeah. I'd go, night, dad. I'd just assume, leave, leave it leave it where it is. Kids wouldn't, kids wouldn't just kind of interfere and just move stuff around the place. And what, oh. what did the kids say? Have the kids corroborated all of this? The kids said, yeah, it's freaking me out as well. As adults. I pissed the bed. As adults. Yes. They've come back and said it. Yeah. Okay. That's true. That's good. I'm I, I'm glad that you've clarified that. Okay, now I... Be, uh, you weren't really surprised by that, Raj. The, turn, the, the turning the heads around. But here's another thing. Also, glass bottles thrown around the house. <laughs> what do you, As in, like, they were in the room and a glass bottle went across the house? Yeah. Smashed against the wall. Pol- poltergeist activity. And who who said that? The family. Well, like, is there a specific incident? That parents, be, that it just kept happening. Just kept happening. Yeah. Why? why that was. That must be a war zone inside there. It, so here's a question for you. Why didn't they stop buying glass bottles? Oh yeah, environmental reasons. Envi- they wanted to use that instead of plastics. Yeah, it's better for the environment. Way ahead time. Okay, so you've got glass bottles smashing off the place, and do we have specifics of like when these events happened? Um, just a day in day out. Day in, day out. Yeah. And was did it seem aggressive? Was it against the family? Was it just against walls? It was It was against the walls, but the impression was that it was like an implied threat, probably. And any particular any particular reason they, they thought this was happening? The heads weren't happy. The heads weren't happy. Well, the first thing I'd do is I'd stop facing them against the wall. They, they can turn themselves around. No, so, I mean, they don't really like it. You think so? Yeah, so they, you know, just don't upset them. Like, give them, um, give them an extra egg in the morning and stuff. Well, here, here's something for you. This is going to make you prepare your, your britches, Dennis. All right, I'm tightening my sphincter as we speak. They're about to get uh, a terrible surprise. <laughs> Perhaps the most alarming thing of all was that the activity was not limited to the Robson's house. But their neighbours, the Dodds, also started experiencing supernatural activity. You see, now where I'm going with this is, and this stuff is spooky. Right, I think this is equally spooky as supernatural supernatural happenings. Are they living in terrace houses or are they, or are they detached? Terrace houses. Terrace houses, yeah. someone's in the attic. That's what's happening. No. Someone's running through the attics and going into the rooms and doing all sorts. No, no, you can't explain that because here's what happened. The young son of the Dodds claimed that he was having his hair pulled by a ghostly hand during the night. Oh, I just remembered something from my childhood. Oh, no, I hate these. One time I woke up. And on my pillow, there was a, a, a piece of twine that was going across my neck, choking me. And the, but the pillow, like, there wasn't enough room for me to get my head in there. And it just came from the pillow and it was choking me. And I remember having really, really horrible nightmares that night as well. And I woke up and I, and I couldn't, I could, I could barely breathe. What do you think was happening? I, I don't know. I genuinely think that was, it was, it was like spooky. I couldn't, I've never been able to explain it. Do you think the pillow wanted to off you? Maybe. In, it was like stretching its arms out. It's metaphorical pillow hands. It, yeah, it's metaphorical pillow hands. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, that's, that's what I was going to say. No, but that, that See, is, I took the words right out of your mouth. That is true. I was. I woke up and, and my pillow was strangling me. 
Were there any stone carved heads in the house at the time? Just a small one. You know what? I think I know one of those heads. I'm not even joking about that. I think I I I recognised the not the not the lad you got off with in the club, but the other one. I recognised that that head. It's, you, it's really familiar, like as in it's it's kind of like there's an object in my house or in my parents' house that looks extremely like that. And you might think oh, I'm having you on when I'm saying this. Yeah, yeah. I'm not having you on. It it genuinely reminds me of something. But I can't remember what it is. Oh wait, put a pin in that. Because that might be that might be very interesting. Probably investigate that. That might be very interesting at the end. We might have to do our own investigation. Possibly you're you're probably thinking now. Go on, yeah, what, what were you gonna say? I just remembered what it was. My nan used to live with us. Nelly Nelly Dodd, the mother of the Dodd family, she claims that when she was arriving home one day, she saw a strange man slash goat figure leaving her house don't like this unable to live with the terror any longer the robsons went to the press and asked for help did they go to the police about it no no if you saw a man outside the house and stuff you might report that no no this was kind of one of the this was one of the times that the police wouldn't have been trustworthy scariest human animal combination i'd say goat man goat man genuinely that is so scary anything with kind of knobbly knees and and like the horned not even the horn it's just the way that they walk oh so you're saying man on top goat on bottom yeah that, it, that's usually the way it goes isn't it i think it usually goes uh goat on bottom man in middle goat on head again oh okay yeah well that's not the way i was kind of visualizing it but i can see where you're coming from or, so it would have the ass of a man but the legs of a goat <laughs> i think the ass would be like a kind of a Let's say a halfway house between a goat and a human. A halfway house. A halfway house. Would I, you go th- when you get out of prison? Then would you have to stay there? Uh, yeah, you would. Yeah, you'd stay there for a while, depending on what your crimes were. Here's here's another way it can go. Say it want to be particularly bad. <laughs> here's another way it can go. Here's a question for you. Go on. If you had to have an animal's arms and legs, but you have to pick animal arms uh, have to be different from the animal legs. You have to do it. No, like, I, I, okay. like a wizard comes in here and he says, lads, look, love the podcast, right? I, I give you five stars on Spotify and Apple Music, but I, I am going to turn your arms and legs into some sort of animal. So, Raj, what, what do you like? And you have uh, 10 seconds. Uh, gorilla legs <laughs> and uh, alpaca ar- arms. Alpacas don't have arms, Raj. <laughs> you just pick more legs. <laughs> Think about how fast I'd run. <laughs> You've had a nightmare. <laughs> Uh, can I swap those? Oh, man. <laughs> just turned you into that. All right, okay. So we got we got bottle smashing. They're gone the, to the press. What the are press. they saying? Went to the press and said, listen, we can't live with this anymore. Can anyone help us? And it was here that the heads came to the attention of a local Celtic expert called Dr. Anne Ross. <laughs> This is it, a local Celtic expert just happened to be knocking around who was going to help with this. Yeah, couldn't get anyone out of town. No, no. Why didn't the Why didn't the government send anyone? Because this sounds pretty scary. Have like a goat man smashing bottles, sneaking into attics, pulling on children's hair, and all that they could rustle up was local Celtic doctor. It was the seventies. Okay, government government probably busy. What were they up to? CIA operations? No, this is in America. Sorry, this is in the UK. Oh, MI6 operations? Yeah. Okay, perfect. Dr. Ross, fascinated by the heads and their potential Celtic origin, 
volunteered to take the heads and examine them as part of her work at the University of Southampton. The Robson family duly obliged. They said, take them off us. Or, Listen, we've had our fill. And immediately, stuff stopped happening in their house. Uh, straight away? Straight away, yeah. Everything back to normal, I think. And the doctor had no problem taking those? The doctor was drunk on her own power. Well, I wouldn't have taken them. She said, yeah, yeah. She obviously thought they were Egypts. She's probably trying to harness the... Well, she, no, I don't think she thought they were Egypts if she got involved. I think she was trying to help them, no? I don't know. I think... Um, was their house on any sort of kind of like ancient burial site or anything like that? Not to my knowledge. No, they never investigated that. No. That would be my first port to call. This sounds very like a Goosebumps episode. So, in order to study the heads, uh, Dr. Ross soon brought them to her, her home, Six Rose Road, uh, Beavis Mount. If Why I'm are you saying giving it right. her full address, right? I was thinking that, that I got this in my notes and I like to be as thorough as possible, <laughs> but I'm just doxing the people, really. Yeah, why did, why did I even have her full address? Where did you get this? Uh, just got it online. <laughs> you just thought you'd say it to all our listeners as well. There can't be many places that are called Six Rolls Road, Beavis Mount in Southampton, are there? Uh-oh. Well, it would, it would prove to be a mistake taking the heads in, because within days of having the objects, Dr. Ross reported that she woke up one morning to the sight of a part wolf, part man figure. After changing. Leaving her bedroom. On the site that I got these notes from, in brackets, after that encounter, the encounters had intensified because half wolf, half man figures were considered more powerful than half goat, half man figures. I never would have thought that, no. I never. I always would have put the goat kind of satanic above the wolf. Well, So is this kind of a little shapeshifter kind of changeling? Could be, yeah, yeah. Could be. Could be. Is, well, it, is it or isn't it? What it, did I say? Um, they say here, uh, they say yes. They say yes. Okay, good. Yeah, perfect. The experts have, have said yes. Uh, so part wolf, part man leaving her bedroom. And I know what you're thinking. Probably just her husband. But no, her husband was asleep next to her. And did the husband see anything happening? No, he, he said, leave me alone, woman. So she followed the figure downstairs. Not a hope. There's no way in hell I would follow the figure. What's she going to do? She, she was maybe she fancied it. Call the police. No, no. You've got it. You've got a half man wolf inside in your house. What would you do, Raj? Honestly, you wake up in the middle of the night, half man wolf outside. It's the morning. I'm not home, so I can't protect you. <laughs> right? So you're in there crying. Yeah. What do you do? Do you follow it out to the kitchen? Honestly, me jump off the balcony. <laughs> <laughs> you might survive with all your legs now. Because there's one of one of our like neighbors, not to dox us. I don't think this will dox us. You're so, you, you love doing this. But it's one, like one of our thing. neighbors, one of our neighbors, maybe like a few floors below us, they have a trampoline. Do you think uh, it would support you? I, I think that my best chance of surviving jumping off here yeah. would be aiming for the trampoline. I think you've forgotten one thing, Raj. What's that? What's going to happen after you bounce on the trampoline? Where are you going then? Uh, you jump off a couple of floors on the trampoline. Let's say it takes the energy. It's no... Throwing that energy back into you and putting you up into the air. Where are you going? It's hardly going to give me more energy. Where are you going? <laughs> That's such a cop out. It's not going to give me more energy. That's yep. not the way science works. It's not the way science works. So if you jump on that trampoline, you come off. You still think you'd be fine. If I jump on that trampoline. Just do a forward tumble, roll out and I'd little say Tom Cruise moment, is it? The way I see it is, first bounce takes me back up to like maybe third floor. So All right, so you've just got that to contend with. Yeah. For, but I'm already at the, I'm coming down from the third floor this time, so chances are much better. Oh, so you just have to keep hitting the trampoline? Yeah, uh, slowly over time. <laughs> what if you ran jumpstone? 
sends the, you absolutely flying. You're saying the wolf jumps down, the wolf man jumps down as well, and it's like one of those yeah, things where it hits you like small ball, big ball, and you go flying off into into the road. Uh, what are you gonna do then, Rog? You're in the road. You've broken all. Your four legs broken. Your alpaca legs are broken. Your gorilla legs are broken. You're lying there. And bus is coming down. Are there any other trampolines, do you think, in the area? There's a trampoline just outside the road, but you've missed it. Bruh. Okay, so Dr. Ross followed the figure downstairs, right? You were saying you wouldn't do that. Not a hope in hell. Well, she followed it downstairs, followed it into the kitchen, and in the kitchen it disappeared. <laughs> in what way? How did she describe it disappearing? Just like... Poop. Oh, just a, a puff of smoke? Yeah, yeah, gone. Was it a puff of smoke? I think that's important to know how it did it. Like, because we might, you know, open up a theory. Is this an interdimensional being? Uh, I'd say for this situation, we'll say puff of smoke. Puff of smoke? No, so actually, no, no. Cloaking inter- device? Could it be a no. cloaking device? Are you, no. No? What are you on about? You don't know what it is either. It's like a spirit or something, obviously. Why couldn't it be an alien? No, it's not an alien. Why isn't it an alien? Why would it be an alien? Why can't it be an alien? Uh, Okay, tell me everything you know about aliens, right? That wouldn't take long for you. Aliens, when do aliens have any sort of connection to Celtic heads? What kind of a line of questioning is that, Rog? Have you ever known them to have any kind of connection? Stonehenge, is there any connection with aliens and Stonehenge? We haven't done that episode. <laughs> so there is, so there, is there any connection with aliens and let's say old monuments, ancient stuff? Yes, there is, yes. Like ancient aliens, perhaps? Yeah, there are, yeah. <laughs> So would you think that there could be a possibility that these ancient stones would have a connection to aliens? The, Why am I arguing this? I just don't see it. You don't see it? No. When you say you don't see it, though, what, what, what does that actually mean? Can you unpack that box? Well, what are you saying when you say, I don't see it? I, if I'm being totally honest with you. As I hope that you are. Okay, if I'm being totally honest with you, these heads really, to me, have a bang of, like, <laughs> cursed object coming off them. Cursed object, okay. Yeah. But could that be uh, an alien technology that we don't understand i don't i just don't see that being the case raj i just said what you would say in an episode and you're disagreeing with it no you're you're you're, you're looking in a mirror man you're I'm, disagreeing with yourself no because that just makes no sense in this situation why does it make no sense in this situation are you saying there's a possibility it makes sense in a different situation yes yes okay but just not this one yes and why not this one because this was this is just a, a poltergeist it's a spirit or something or something yeah something being an alien no why would it be an alien don't you think that a lot of these poltergeist phenomena could be explained by alien technology we don't understand or alien visits yeah so some of them yeah okay some all of them, right yeah. okay so we're getting closer but this one you saw the heads they're, they're those heads they're not they look like gray men no they don't simple simple faces um just like aliens would clone us to be in the likeness of us, if I can refer you back to an episode that we did, where the grey aliens came down and you said they didn't have any lips. Yeah. They're, those heads don't have any lips. I just, for me, right, with, with ancient aliens, when you're dealing with that stuff, ancient aliens are, it's usually, the technology is usually beyond our comprehension. Like the pyramids, you know, it's probably something impressive. Those heads, they're, they're impressive in their way. It doesn't astound me how they were made, you know? Yeah, so like um, a half wolf, half man that can just disappear into thin air. Not really impressive. No, that's impressive. But that's clearly just a spirit that they imbued in the objects. But it could be an alien. Do you know any aliens that are described as looking like that? Um, I do actually, yeah. Who? Kind of a half bird, half moth kind of alien. 
No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but no, 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 no. Interdimensional alien. You're talking about Mothman, yeah? I'm talking about Mothman. I'm saying... You're saying there's no alien connection. Yeah, I'm saying there's no alien connection. Perfect. Looks like we got away with it, Zarkov. I know Tungler. <laughs> Great podcast, though. Yes, I'm going to tell all my space friends about it. Uh, Dr. Ross couldn't shake the feeling of there being a cold figure following her around the house. Hmm. Actually... Now that you put the cloaking device in my head. Ah, oh, you're going to go back on this. Well. Oh, can I just um, can I just give a guess for me and the listeners? Go on. Have you just scrolled down your notes and now you've seen theories about aliens and cloaking devices? No, I genuinely haven't. Okay. I right, okay. ge- genuinely haven't. I've just taken a bit of time. So you just argued with me for like five, ten minutes and now you're going back. Listen, sometimes. Do you remember one earlier in the episode, Raj? Do you remember earlier in the episode yeah, yeah. where I said, I make a suggestion, you argue with me for 10 minutes, and then you propose the same suggestion at the end. And somehow it seems like you've, you've won in a way. What I'm saying, though, is that sometimes when you're faced with the truth, you need a bit of time to accept it. So, so now you're accepting that after you've just stated that there's no connection with aliens, you're now saying that it might be a cloaking device. And that this being is following her around. I'm, I'm just thinking, we can't get into it in this episode, but I'm thinking about a, a unified theory of aliens. Are you high? No. Are you on drugs? I'm thinking, I like, I'm thinking that cloaking device that you threw out, I, I, that's why she feels a cold figure following her around. Cold-blooded lizards. No, actually, do you know what? Forget it. I'm not for the alien thing. Back. We're back on ghosts. All right, right? he's properly read the notes. It's, it's not ghosts, right? Okay, we're going way off track. Okay. So the woman has this thing following her around. She's not sure what it is, yeah. even though she did see a giant wolf band in her house. She feels a cold figure around, a cold presence following her. And one day while she's in her study, the door blew wide open with no apparent cause. A door opened. Blew wide open. Okay, so in that case, would you say that if the a door slammed here one slammed the other night and we were both inside in this room you yeah. say that's poltergeist could be could be could be could be your favourite two words we'll, we'll have to see I I think we have been experiencing a bit more spooky stuff in the house why do you think that is have you brought anything into the house uh, not that I'm aware of got these two heads that I got over the weekend yeah I saw you digging around outside yeah like, been ah, getting off of one of them I wouldn't worry about that I mean I'd worry about getting off of them <laughs> <laughs> so the incident at six rolls road will you stop doxing the oh. woman just say at her house the ex the incident at the, the house culminated when dr ross's daughter bernice arrived home from school alone one day <laughs> what are you laughing at i said bernice and you nearly did a spit take <laughs> it's a real name dennis she arrived home. a stupid name that, what if we have a bernice listening well, Bernice, she's gone. They change her name. Bernice arrived home from school one day. Having entered the hallway to the house, she thought she saw a shadowy figure standing at the top of the stairs. That would scare you anyway. That yeah, is it would be scary, yeah. Absolutely terrifying. She was frozen in fear as a large werewolf-like creature slowly emerged from the shadows before leaping down the corridor towards her. When the Rosses came home, they discovered Bernice barricaded in the sitting room, still shaking from the fright. Barricaded? So what did she do to barricade the place? Like put up planks and like nail them against the wall or she just... Put the sofa in front of it? Oh, well, that would keep them out. Yeah. That's terrifying. And, yeah, yeah. And what age was that girl at that time? Teenager. Teenager, okay. So 15, I'd say lo- probably. Could be loads of ages. And 
have we heard from Bernice since? Have we done like like in in adult life? Yeah. And what does she say? She says, "Yeah, one hundred percent." Really, and and is it the same description that she had before? Yeah, she yeah. It you didn't really? expect that, did you? Yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't expect this. All the people involved in this story to this day maintain. Well, I just, all the I just think out of all the ones, like that's during the day, right? Yeah, during the day. Like so, she's going to see that clearly, and the way she describes that werewolf jumping down the hall, pretty terrifying. Scary. Yeah, yeah, very scary. And that's why I said the whole moon connection thing. Because of the werewolf. Werewolf. Yeah, that's a that's a light connection. That's a light connection. Light. Yeah. Do you know how werewolves are triggered? No, I don't. The moon. What, what what does that have to do with a werewolf? Full moon makes them into a werewolf. So is this a werewolf we're talking no. about? No. So it's not a werewolf. <laughs> it's not a werewolf. Werewolf-like is how she described it. She's just doing the best she how can. How do you know it's not a werewolf? Just you tr- didn't see it. She's doing the best she can, Dennis. She's just she's some teenager, some, some age of teenager. I'm going to average it out and say she's 15. Okay. She's just doing her best to describe it and saying... It's werewolf-like. She probably saw Teen Wolf or something, and that's where she's getting it from. No, no, because this is 1971. Yeah, well, maybe she saw, like, an early preview. <laughs> a 20-year early preview. Yeah, I don't know how their cinemas work. 25-year early preview. Marty McFly saying, your kids are going to love this one. Yeah. Because he's in that movie as well. <laughs> Very good. That's You've now demonstrated your knowledge of it. There you go, listeners. That, that's a really clever movie. Unless they're talking about Teen Wolf 2, in which Jason Bateman is the lead. I'm watching him in a program at the moment. You're watching him in uh, Ozarks, aren't yep. you? Him and Gob. Okay, I never knew that Gob was uh, an acronym for um, George Oscar Blute. So the heads would spend the next several years. This was enough. Travelling across America. No, no. This was enough for the Rosses at this point. Actually, the husband gave an ultimatum and said, the heads go or I go. Why, why would he have to give an ultimatum? Was your one... Getting off at one of the rocks, like, like if it's causing, if, if, uh, to be honest, we brought two rocks into the house and yeah. I had a kid, right, with a terrible name and she nearly got attacked by a werewolf and had to barricade herself into the living room. I wouldn't be having an argument with my husband about getting rid of the rocks. I'd you, just be saying, here, the rocks are gone. You're, you're saying that you'd want to go, that's fair enough, actually. How would you get rid of them? Uh, throw them in the bin. I'd have to do better than that. Sure, if it, uh, that's how all the American movies start. Well, so someone finds them in a landfill or the dustman brings them home to his uh, family. I'll, I'll tell you what I'd do. Give them to the local tennis club. Why would you give them to those? Because they're roughly tennis ball size. And it would haunt all the kids and all the people taking lessons. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, good shot, actually. Uh, so they would spend the next several years stored in the University of Southampton, being occasionally examined by different departments. At one point... It appeared that the Celtic, the Celtic origins of the heads had been dashed by a man called Desmond Craigie, who came forward claiming that he made them in 1956 for his daughter while he lived at 3 Reed Avenue. He lived in the same house? The first house, yeah. He lived in the same house and he came out and he said that he made them for his daughter. However, <laughs> however... You should have just left that part out, right? However, however, his attempts to recreate the heads in order to prove the veracity of his statement unconvincing to the academics at Southampton University. And what were they made of? Moulded stone, I think. And was how far back does the art of moulded stone go? Celtic times, let's say. Celtic, around Celtic era. Probably. Celtic o'clock. Okay, cool. We're, we're talking about earlier than 1956 anyway. Yeah, but they would be able to make these like hundreds of years ago. Yeah, probably, yeah. Yeah, probably, yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. You saw them, like? Yeah, I know, I did see them. I'm just wondering from your research whether or not you found out 
we could date them. Like there's there's probably some sort of let's say uh, workmanship going into them that was only available as technology back to a certain point, and then you'd be able to date them. Well, we can't date them, Dennis, because eventually the heads were acquired by a man named Frank Hyde, who was an engineer with an interest in the supernatural, and he wished to experiment on the heads. <gasps> Did he break them? No, no, no. It's worse than that. He wanted to put them in a Faraday cage. A Faraday cage is just like an object that you put them inside of. and then You can put your phone into it and it can't like contact your phone. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I think it like stops um, the interference of... All the Earth's natural bullshit. So he sadly passed away in 1984. And with him went the last known location of the Hexham Heads. No way. They've been missing since. The results of his experiments will never be known. And to this day, the Hexham Heads and their mystery... And their mysterious powers remain unexplained. We have to exhume him. Was he ever exhumed? No. Why, why would you exhume him? He took them with him. Probably buried with him, no? You wouldn't be buried with the heads, Dennis. Why wouldn't you be buried with the heads? Why, where do you get that stuff from? Why would you bury yourself with the heads? These heads. You take them with you. Magical heads. You want them haunting you when you're a ghost? You can haunt them back. You're a ghost then as well. Ha- you can. Ta- I'm just saying he might take them with him if he died. It might be like one of his uh, last wishes. To bring them with him, protect everyone else from them. They no. never dig it up. They didn't do that anyway. It's the anyway. last place you try. They didn't do that anyway. They went missing. Okay. They're gone. Stolen or something. They're gone. <laughs> They're gone. They're gone. All they right, weren't okay. found in his possessions. That's that's kind of heartbreaking. Did he leave any any uh, like clues? No, gone. Gone. <laughs> gone. Okay. Some people don't even think he had them when he died. Who do they think had it? A mysterious man. Mysterious half-goat man? No. Just normal human man. <laughs> I, I was really hoping we could go see them in like the University of Southampton or something. No, they're gone. Are you, you keep saying they're gone, but are you going to tell me they're not gone in a second? No, I'm definitely not going to do that. Oh, they really are gone. They're really gone. Oh, okay. Really are you gen- heartbroken? They're ge- genuinely, they're gone. Uh, so we'll never be able to carbon date them now or anything. Oh, that's... Uh, and they never did that in the university, no? They didn't have the technology back in the 70s, oh, I'd say. Idiots. Yeah? Idiots in the past, man. They're the worst. What, what do you think was going on with them? I don't know, really. I, I suppose if we were to sum up... Just to kind of... You might be surprised with this. If we're to sum up a little bit, I think we've got the, the heads they found. I'll, I'll agree that they were found. Uh, the kids found them. Uh, very spooky happenings. Glass bottles being smashed. Mm-hmm. And uh, that uh, university taking them was quite cool and studying them. And then the guy losing them in the end. That's kind of it, really. Yeah. Um, no dates. Uh, no years. No specific events. That's not true. No, well, okay, yeah. Like, no, that's not true. I gave you the dates. All right, general dates. Nineteen seventy-one. Like, at last, at last found in nineteen. 19- at yeah. last bottle smashing. Yeah, just hearsay. You want no, no, the heads no. being turned around. Just, just nonsense. No, absolute nonsense. No, because the mother said that they. I know they're gone. They're gone. Now. Um, okay, how about this? Right, in, in case I'm being too cynical, what did the University of Southampton? Like, what was their findings? Inconclusive. What was their? What kind of tests did they run on them? Um. I know the physics department did something with them at some stage. Mm. The physics department analysed what it was made up of. That was it. Oh, and that's where they came up with what it was made up of and then they tried to get your man to recreate it. Yeah. Do you just personally think that it's quite damning that the guy who lived in the house said that he just created them? I think he was after a lick of fame. Do you think you'd become really famous from that, from saying you designed two heads? Uh, Actually, I have a theory around him. I don't think he's alive anymore. But just if he is, this is alleged. So one, he claims that there were three of them. 
Oh, I like that. So there's still one out there. Yeah. So he claimed that there were three, which to me, that makes his story sound like bullshit straight away. Why? Because where's the other one? Did they dig up the garden to find it? Um, sure, the lads had a good go. Did they, dig, they didn't dig it up. They should have dug it up. Did they do any kind of archaeological dig around there? No. Just let it off? Yeah. Is the house still there? Can you get it on Google Maps? Uh, probably. We should go visit them and dig up the garden. <laughs> uh, do do a, a ground for, We pretend we're from Ground Force. Yeah. We pretend we're from Ground Force <laughs> and go in there. And we, we dig up their garden, but we never redesign it. Here's the other thing, though. That guy, he was like a local concrete magnet. He was a local concrete magnet. Okay. Yeah, magnet. Magnet, yeah. Not magnet. Okay. Didn't attract concrete. Okay. Just sold it. Okay. And I think he was doing it to draw up business. Do you think that a man who built his business and based his whole life around concrete, as you've just told us, might actually make two kind of concrete objects for his daughter? No. Because no? why would you bring your work home? Just kind of as a, you know... Uh, maybe trying to get your daughter to follow in your footsteps. I uh, no. I'm telling you, the person we need to talk to is the is Bernice or Bernard, whatever her name was. Bernice ab- about the werewolf inside in the hall. Oh, all of the all of the people, all the kids who saw this. You said this. Up. You said this that they've they've, they've clarified that. But uh, is there an interview we can watch or something with her? Why would you want uh, an interview? I just don't know where you're getting the information from. You're probably just making it up. Do you want me to show, pull pull up the old house on uh on Google Maps? Uh, yeah, I'm sure it's just a normal enough house, is it? Just a terrace house? Well, it might it might uh, spook you. No, it's not gone. It is here. Would you like to see it? So, it's an, so someone's actually living here and we've just given out the address? Yeah, but it's not the same person. Okay, don't go visit our house. No, no, don't, definitely don't. And if you do, do not mention us. No, don't. Just don't do it. Okay, okay, don't do it. But if you do do it, right, don't do it first of all, right? So that's the main thing. Don't do this. But if you did do it, please do not mention us unless you're going to tell them that they should listen to the podcast. And also, please don't tell them that we are not part of Grown Force because we have made a real mess of our garden. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star rating wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also follow Unexplained Legends on Instagram to get some sneak peeks at upcoming episodes. And if you really like listening to the podcast, please tell your family and friends and random strangers on the street to listen to the podcast too. If you have any spooky stories or conspiracy theories you'd like us to cover on an episode of the podcast, please email us at unexplainedlegends at gmail.com.